No. <laughs> um, well, I've got more than one word on it, obviously. Uh, the first thing is to understand that we definitely need growth. And the second thing to understand is that we're actually doing better than a lot of other countries, like Europe, Japan. Um, but we're not growing at the rate of uh, some other countries I could pick out, uh, like emerging markets. So we definitely need growth. So how do we get growth? And uh, one of the key things to understand in terms of uh, GDP and its variation is that a key driver is business investment. So that's the sort of investment where you build a new plant, so you're investing in the a physical plant, you could be hiring new people. So that, that is the, the most important driver of changes in, um, in GDP. And that's the sort of thing that creates employment in the long term. So you build a factory and hire some people, that's a lot different than some temporary employment, let's say taking the census for a couple of months. Because that's what we need. So. There is a logic that if you reduce the borrowing rate, then it's more likely that firms will make their investments. Just think of what you did in introductory finance. You've got a project, it's got expected cash flows, and then you reduce your borrowing costs. Well, that should actually reduce the weighted average cost of capital, right? So you would think that more projects would have positive net present value and hence more investment. So that's how the theory goes. And of course, theory is always wrong. Theory is only an approximation. So you have to look at current conditions and figure out whether the theory applies. So um, we knew that the Fed was uh, considering another round of QE which is essentially money printing. And what we wanted to determine, and I'm talking about um, uh, the CFO survey that we do every quarter, we actually wanted to determine what sort of an impact the QE would have on this critical variable investment. So we asked the question. So basically there were two questions. One question was, um, suppose that your borrowing cost drops by 50 basis points, would this lead you to increase investment or consider increasing investment or accelerate investment? And we asked for 50 basis points, 100 basis points, 200 basis points. See what happens. So just to be clear here, a 50 basis point reduction by any QE would be a huge success. Okay, so that, that's big, given the level of rates, 50 basis points. So on the 50, we had, it was extraordinary, we had um, 667 US CFOs fill out uh, this question. It's like a record number of people uh, replied. 667, and 647 said they would not change their investment for a 50 basis point decrease in their borrow rate. 97% said no. And then for 100, which would be a miracle in terms of reduction, 91% said they would not even consider increasing their investment. Okay, so um, we also put on um, the survey 
why? And it was kind of interesting. Um, the overwhelming popular answer was, look, this is ridiculous. Our borrowing rates are at historic lows. They're like 50-year lows. And tweaking the interest rate by another 50 basis points or 1%, that's not going to do anything. It's not going to change our decision. So it, it's not going to work. And um, the, the second, the second uh, most popular response was, what we need is not a tweak of the interest rates, which are already low. We need some growth. If we see the growth, we're going to invest. And the third reason was uncertainty. And indeed, the uncertainty tied to policy uncertainty. It's like, well, we don't even know how much it's going to cost in terms of um, for, for us to hire a new employee. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of the regulatory environment. We don't know if there's going to be a QE4, QE5. So we're going to wait. So you put all this together, and you're not going to get uh, investment. Now, um, there's another layer to this that's kind of interesting, and, and we dug even deeper into this. So uh, on, on, I, we asked about a, a reduction in rates. We actually asked the mirror question for increase in rates. We got basically the same answer, that even if rates went up by 50 basis points, people are not going to decrease their, their investment. So it, the borrowing rate is cheap enough that that's not the impediment. So, um, and so how does this make sense in terms of the uh, theory of finance? That's kind of interesting also. So in, in the, um, the survey, we also ask um, what they expect the S&P 500 to do over the next 10 years on annual average. And we ask that every quarter. And they said 6%. Okay. So we also asked them what their borrowing cost was. And they said 4%. Then we asked them what their weighted average cost of capital was. They said 9%. Okay, do you remember the formula? The borrowing cost weighted with the cost of equity. Assume on average, you know, um, beta of one. So how do you get nine from four and six? How can you weight four and six together to get, oh, it's not four, after tax, right? After tax, so it's less than four, it's like three. So I'm thinking, they're saying 9% uh, because Maybe they're adding something given all the uncertainty. So it's the difference between your cost of capital and a, um, a hurdle rate. Kind of make sense? So the cost of capital, if it was a 100% equity firm, would be 6%. They're saying 9. So uh, maybe it's something extra. So, so then we ask them, what's your hurdle rate? So the rate at which you actually need to achieve before you would consider the investment. It's a 12%. Okay, so, so the, the worst scenario for the weighted average cost of capital is 6% if they're 100% equity. 
They're saying their hurdle rate is 12%, the double. And then there's another question we asked. Well, what if you're faced with a project that meets your hurdle rate or exceeds it? Uh, it fits in with your business. It's sufficient size. You can get financing for it. And you've got the human capital to actually allocate to, to manage the project. So everything kind of fits. What's the probability that you would accept the project? 33%. Okay, so you see what's going on here? That the, these CFOs are looking for projects that, um, that return way more than 12% before pulling the trigger on an investment. And a lot of that is driven by these factors like uncertainty, lack of growth. You put that all together, and 50 basis points on the borrowing cost doesn't matter. It's all factored into the contingency. It could be uh, the, the rates go up by 1% or 2%. If it's a good project, they figured that there could be some fluctuation in borrowing costs. And it's already factored in. So, so what does the QE do? Um, on, the, on the side of um, business investment, not much. So um, on, on the mortgage side, yes, it drives the mortgage rate down a little bit. Is it going to help? It's, it's kind of the same thing. The rate is so, it's at a 60-year low. And a lot of the people that would benefit from a refi, they can't refi. Because the house is um, in a situation where it's worth less than um, the mortgage. So I, I really, uh, I really uh, don't get it. So I think that um, we're not going to have any uh, real positive effect on the economy uh, from a QE which is, uh, it's a substantial QE, $85 billion a month.